When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We here at the Fumbling Four Network take mental health very serious. If you or someone you know is having thoughts of suicide, please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. If you don't like talking on the phone, you can text or start an online chat. Once again, the number is 1-800-273-8255. Welcome to the Resident Evil Lorecast, the podcast that will explore the various mediums and lore of the Resident Evil franchise, such as the video games, movies, novels, and more. And here are your hosts, Ariel, Daniel, and Aaron. Got something that might interest you. <laughs> well, welcome back to the Resident Evil Lorecast. I'm your host, Aaron, and joining me, as always, is my fellow host, Ariel. Hello. And Daniel. Who's that? Oh, God. You always ruin it. (laughs) Hi, everyone. So today, we're, I just want to say, we're coming rapidly to the end of our notable Resident Evil games. (laughs) (laughs) And don't worry if you're looking for those mobile discussions, they're coming soon, unfortunately. How about you just introduce and go uh, on with yourself? So we're going to discuss Resident Evil 7 today. <laughs> yeah, let's just hurry up and get this over with. Oh gosh, welcome to the family. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yes! So, without further ado, Daniel, what do you have for me? Not a lot. Oh boy. But I'll, I'll tell you something. <laughs> So, Resident Evil, otherwise known as Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, mm-hmm. should just go with Resident Evil 7 Biohazard Biohazard. <laughs> or actually, it should be Biohazard 7 Biohazard. Biohazard 7 Biohazard. That's what I'm going to go with. Oh my gosh. It is a first-person survival horror game produced by Capcom. It was announced during E3 2006. Sorry. It was announced by E3 2016. 10 years later. I was going to say, try again. (laughs) (laughs) And it was released overseas January 24th, 2017. Ironically, two days later, it was released in Japan. I would think it would be the other way around. Yeah. um, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. So there was a number of demos for this game. Mm -hmm. One of them is known as Kitchen. Which is terrifying. (laughs) Yes. I've (laughs) watched the gameplay. So... Story about this before we go any further. I thought, honestly, it was a kitchen game when we had bought our PSVR. I thought it was a game where you would like simulate as a cook. And I was tied to a chair when the uh, game first opened up. And I was like, this is not at all like being a cook. <laughs> but you know what? It did take place in a kitchen. It Okay, I'll give you that. It did take place in the kitchen. A terribly disgusting kitchen. So there was also another demo that was known as a lantern I don't think I played that one yeah I don't know much about that one but it was available at the TGS 2016 and it was played by select YouTubers at Capcom offices that's why we never played that one yeah so I'm not sure exactly what that demo is about but there is a demo out there somewhere called lantern Mm, wait till it hits the internet (laughs) it's gonna be in the dark forever and that's what I have on the summary okay so i have two cents to put in here about why it was released in america before it was released in japan so when this came out or was talked about being released and it was advertised and everything else it was actually overseas over the time and i was wondering why the release date for america was sooner than japan and it's because six was actually more received in america than it was in japan Because of this, the Capcom US was like, 
let's release it here first and then we'll release it in Japan. And there were some other things that I didn't quite get to in the research I did, but a lot of it came into basically the Resident Evil series was widely still received more in America than it was in Japan at the time. Now it's kind of accepted in both places equally again. And seven was the revitalization of that. I don't know about that. (laughs) Check my research. okay? if somebody knows something else that I don't. No, I'm not. You let me know. I'm not denying your research. I'm just uh, talking about six. You're talking shit. Yeah. (laughs) I have a lot to input on seven. (laughs) Let's be fair here, okay? We've stayed fair this thus far. (laughs) Um, you know the thing about opinions. Everyone has one, and they're their own. (laughs) So don't tell me to be fair. Oh goodness. On my opinion. Oh, goodness. Anyways, so let's talk plot. Let's. So, Resident Evil 7 is set in mid-2017 in Louisiana, where there have been reports of ghosts sighted around the bayou of the town Dolby. So, in the beginning... You go through that whole beginning hour where um, the three-man TV crew get murdered by um, Jack and Mia. Okay. Beginning, so yep. really, it starts with that, and that is called the beginning hour. But then seven really takes place after that. And it features a new protagonist named Ethan Winters, a civilian who offers fewer combat skills than most previous Resident Evil protagonists. A whole lot fewer combat skills, but who's judging? So Ethan is searching for his missing wife, Mia, which leads him to a derelict plantation mansion, home of the Baker family. So the game begins with Ethan Winters traveling to Louisiana after having received a request from his wife, Mia, to find her there, despite the fact that she has gone missing three years ago and was presumed dead. When Ethan arrives, he finds a seemingly abandoned farmhouse with Mia imprisoned in the basement. Mia warns him that they must escape before Daddy finds them. Ooh... Ethan then receives a phone call from a woman named Zoe who tells him that there is an escape route through the attic. However, as Ethan and Mia make their way up there, Mia suddenly goes berserk and begins attacking Ethan, forcing him to kill her in self-defense. He is then knocked out by Jack Baker, the patriarch of the Baker family. Dun, dun, dun. So let's meet the Bakers. Mm-hmm. Ethan then wakes up to find himself captive and in the company of the Baker family, who consists of Jack, his wife, Marguerite, their son, Lucas, and an unnamed elderly woman in a wheelchair. The Bakers attempt to force feed him their food, which is cooked human parts, and begin torturing him until they are distracted by a phone call. Ethan manages to break free from his bonds and tries to find a way to escape the Baker's mansion. During this time, he periodically receives helpful advice from Zoe, who reveals herself to be Jack's daughter. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. When a deputy comes to investigate the mansion, Ethan tries to warn him about the Baker's, but the deputy is skeptical of his claims and is killed by Jack. He gets fucked up. Yes. <laughs> yes, he does. Mm, the most brutal way to die. <laughs> oh, that was that was pretty brutal. I'll give it that. Ethan manages to kill Jack in response, but quickly finds out that Jack and the other bakers have powerful regenerative abilities, allowing them to heal normally fatal wounds. Ethan must also avoid monstrous creatures that the Bakers have been creating from other people they have kidnapped. So I want to stop there and talk about the fact that when you fight Jack Baker, I honestly thought that was one of the most iconic moments in the series when you run him down with a car. 
that was fantastic. You have to give it that. It was great. I mean, it was mostly just driving around in like the garage. And... A tiny little box just. Burr, 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 burr. Uh-huh. <laughs> so eventually Ethan has a second showdown with Jack, killing him again and obtaining the key he needs to escape the mansion. So making his way to the yard, Ethan finds out from Zoe that Mia is still alive since she has been given the same infection the bakers have. Zoe informs him that she wants to escape the bakers as well, but both she and Mia would need to have their infections cured by a special serum first. Ethan heads out to an old house to find the ingredients for the serum, where he is forced to battle and kill Marguerite. Once he retreats, once he retrieves the ingredient, Ethan begins to have strange visions of a young girl. He then returns to meet with Zoe, but is instead contacted by Lucas, who has captured both Mia and Zoe and is holding them hostage. Lucas forces Ethan to navigate a barn filled with monsters and traps, but Ethan is able to outsmart Lucas, forcing him to flee. He then rescues Mia and Zoe, who is able to manufacture two doses of the serum. However, at that moment, a heavily mutated Jack attacks again, and Ethan is forced to use one of the serum doses to kill him permanently. With only one dose of the serum left, Ethan must choose whether to cure Mia or Zoe. So yes, in this part of the game, you get the choice. So, here is the choice of choosing Zoe. If Ethan chooses Zoe, Mia is heartbroken over the choice despite Ethan's promises to send help. As he and Zoe escape on a boat, Zoe reveals to him that the bakers were infected due to Mia arriving with a girl named Evelyn three years ago when the wreck of a tanker ship washed ashore. However, they are attacked by Evelyn herself, and Zoe is killed while Ethan is knocked out. He has a vision of Jack, now sane, who warns him that Evelyn has the power to brainwash anybody she infects, which is how he and his family went insane, and he pleads for Ethan to kill her. The game then switches to Mia's perspective, who wakes up on the wrecked ship and searches it for Ethan. Once Ethan is found, the game switches back to his perspective. Mia rescues Ethan and gives him a vial of Evelyn's DNA before Evelyn takes control of her. Mia fails to resist due to her feelings of betrayal towards Ethan's choice to save Zoe. Mia then attacks Ethan and he is forced to kill her. The plot then merges back at this point. This leads to the alternate bad ending. So now we're going down Mia's path, if you choose her, which is really the canonical ending. If Ethan chooses Mia, Zoe reluctantly stays behind and gives a bitter farewell to Ethan and Mia. As he and Mia escape on a boat, they come across the tanker ship where they are attacked by Evelyn. Ethan is knocked out and he has a vision of Jack, now sane, who warns him that Evelyn has the power to brainwash, like I've said before, this happened in Zoe's path. The game then switches to Mia's perspective. She wakes up on the wrecked ship and begins searching for Ethan, but keeps receiving visions of Evelyn, who keeps claiming that Mia is her mother, despite Mia not remembering anything about her. Eventually, Evelyn makes Mia watch a videotape to restore her memory. It is revealed that Mia was, in fact, working for an unnamed corporation that was developing Evelyn as a bioweapon. It was her job to oversee Evelyn as she was being covertly transported to Central America on board the tanker ship. However, Evelyn managed to escape containment and cripple the ship. She then infected Mia in an effort to force her to be her mother. Realizing her role in creating Evelyn, Mia rescues Ethan and hands him a vial containing Evelyn's DNA. 
She manages to resist Evelyn's control long enough to steal to seal Ethan out of the ship so she cannot hurt him. The plot then merges at this point. This leads to the canon true good ending. So, the ending. After leaving the wrecked ship, Ethan makes his way into an abandoned salt mine where he finds a hidden laboratory. After some investigation, Ethan learns that Evelyn is an E-series bioweapon who can infect people with a psychotropic mold that allows her to brainwash and mind control them. Side effects of the infection include insanity, powerful regenerative abilities, and extreme mutations. She also grew up with an obsession of having a family of her own, which is why she infected Mia and the Bakers. Lucas is revealed to be working in secret with the unknown organization as he has been given a serum that prevents him from being under Evelyn's control and pretending to be under Evelyn's control so that he can keep his cover. This is why I say Lucas is an asshole. (laughs) Using the lab equipment and the vial Mia gave him, Ethan is able to synthesize a toxin capable of killing Evelyn and proceeds through the tunnels, eventually finding his way back to the original farmhouse. Upon learning that Ethan has the toxin, Evelyn begins to assault him with powerful visions and hallucinations in an effort to keep him away. Ethan is able to overcome her defenses and injects Evelyn with the toxin, and is surprised to discover that Evelyn was the unnamed elderly woman the entire time. However, the toxin causes Evelyn to mutate further into a massive monster, which attacks Ethan, who is only able to destroy her thanks to a special weapon dropped by a military helicopter. With the threat over, Ethan is rescued by the Blue Umbrella Corps Alpha Team led by Chris Redfield. Dun dun dun! If Ethan chose the Zoe path, then he will only find Mia's personal effects in the helicopter, which he tosses out in grief over her loss. If Ethan chose the Mia path, then Mia is also rescued by Redfield's team. Regardless of the path, as the helicopter flies away, it bears the logo of Blue Umbrella, a private military company founded in 2007 by former staff of the original Umbrella Corporation after its previous bankruptcy. And that is the plot of Seven. I do have a question. So... And going through that, it says that he was able to synthesize synthesize a toxin capable of taking on Evelyn, right? Mm-hmm. So what? I mean, this probably comes up with the other games, and I just now thought to question this. How does he have the knowledge of how to do this? I don't think the lab equipment says, makes this and makes this, makes the toxin. I know it's game mechanics. You'd, but- you'd be surprised. Uh Actually, it does kind of walk you through it when you do it. <laughs> but I think normally, yeah, just like any other Resident Evil game, it's like, here's the computer program to do this. It's kind of the same thing. There's like diary entries and everything. It's 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 a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It, it again, is Capcom's way of going, this is the end of the game. This is how you do it. <laughs> just saying, you give me the option to be able to do something like that. I'm not going to be able to do it because I don't know how <laughs> I don't know how. Ethan Winters is a badass, okay? That's all you need to know. I don't believe you. That was my question. <laughs> so, uh, before we get into any further, I, I did do some research and I found some cool things uh, about the launch of RE7. So, unlike the other Resident Evil games, they did some like little launch party stuff in here and there. RE7, they did a lot. So, you went over a few things here and there about... You know, they did a couple marketing tactics. They did like the the uh, lantern. They, you know, they did a bunch of stuff. Here's what they also did that kind of ghosted under the radar. So they worked with uh, I am 8-Bit to produce an escape room called the Resident Evil Escape Room Experience, which was which was basically groups of six people were guided through a series of rooms by Umbrella corporation employees and it was held at the gallery space in echo park los angeles 
And in London, they did a similar event. Which I did not know about until now, and I am upset by. Because <laughs> I could have gone to it. Uh, GameStop had an exclusive collector's edition, which included an 8-inch model of the Baker Mansion, which, when opened, functioned as a music box that played Go Tell Aunt Rhody, the song. It also had a mannequin finger-shaped uh, 4-gigabyte USB hard drive, and that was contained in a VHS tape box and a steel case containing the game. A lithographic... Mm, lithograph of the Baker family and a note. Another cool thing was there was a 4D candle and if you can find it, more power to you. But during the the 3D experience that was released, a 4D candle that gave you the scent of the Baker mansion was also released by Numskull in the UK. So if you can find one for sale... You need to tell us if you buy it, you need to tell us or you have one. Tell us what it smells like. <laughs> I feel like it would smell like rotten meat. Just nasty. Yeah, like a, a moldy house. Mm-hmm. It? Molds in both. Wow. It was crafted perfectly to specifically tailor your experience to the game of an abandoned plantation house. Is all it says on the website. I want to know what an abandoned plantation house actually smells like. <laughs> Probably terrible. <laughs> so, before we go to the mid-break, since, you know, let's talk some more plot about the DLC. Ooh. Now, this one is not a hero. So... The story revolves around BSAA operator Chris Redfield, who is part of a mission to wipe out the mold super colony in Dolby Parish, Louisiana. Fresh from saving Ethan Winters, he receives orders to arrest Lucas Baker, who is hiding at the Abercrombie salt mine, because that's an interesting name to name a salt mine, Abercrombie, and is involved in illegal bioweapons research. The rest of Redfield's squad has been declared missing after being captured by Baker, and he must rescue them as a secondary objective. So it acts as its own campaign in that there are manual and autosave save points the player can later load or continue from the dedicated save files, similar to separate ways in RE4, as well as its own stat screen. There's also three difficulty settings, easy, normal, and professional. So, next, I'm going to talk about the End of Zoe DLC. So, End of Zoe is a DLC campaign that was released on December 12th, 2017. It was originally announced prior to the game's release as a fourth DLC in the season pass, though its name was not revealed until TGS 2017. So after Zoe stayed behind at the pier where Ethan and Mia left her, she is calcified by Evelyn in retaliation for helping them escape but survives. Ethan calls for help for Zoe and BSA operators in blue umbrella gear come to her aid. She is trapped in a crystal shape and is found by Joe, her uncle and brother of Jack. Jack and Joe. He knocks out the soldiers and brings one to his house along with Zoe. The soldier gives the location of the cure. Zoe gets... Joe gets the cure for E-type infection, but as it isn't a full dose, it doesn't work. The soldier informs Joe where a full dose could be and pleads to allow him to lead him there but the swamp man burns the house down and kills the soldier. Joe and Zoe travel away on a boat to search for the cure. Joe is able to synthesize a cure. Let's just know the synthesize thing again. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel's over here throwing his hands up going, how can everybody can synthesize? I'm telling you, computer program tells you how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe is able to synthesize a cure. 
But before he can administer the cure to Zoe, the Swamp Man comes and takes her into the water. Joe follows and discovers he is actually Jack Baker, having regenerated once again. The Swamp Man, now revealed to be Jack, stuffs Joe in a coffin and throws him into the water. Joe later washes up on a lake near the ruined Baker estate, where Jack is hiding away. Joe finds a bionic arm amongst the crashed remains of blue umbrella dinghies and properly wields it against several molded in the area. Joe follows Jack's trail into the house and squares off against him, finishing him off for good. Or did he? Joe administers the cure to Zoe. Several blue umbrella soldiers come in, Chris amongst them, and get them to safety. Shortly after, Zoe receives a call from Ethan. He tells her that he kept his promise that he would help her, and she thanks him. And that's that. <clears throat> but I just want to throw in here that the difficulties are easy, normal, and Joe must die. <laughs> I just That's kind of funny to me. Mm-hmm. So. Well, it goes along with the other DLC, Band Footage 1 and Band Footage 2, or one of the new game modes is Ethan must die. <laughs> So we're going to talk about, I'm going to start thinking. So speaking of the band footage, I'm going to go ahead and talk about it briefly because it is DLC, but it really has nothing to do with the game for the most part. There are a series of mini games. So band footage volume one. Hold on. Isn't it banned? We can't really talk about banned. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm unbanning it for this podcast. (laughs) So, Band Footage Volume 1, you have three modes, which are Nightmare, Bedroom, and Ethan Must Die. Nightmare and Bedroom, you play as a character named Clancy. Uh, Essentially, Nightmare is Survive the Night. Bedroom is a series of puzzles and things like that that you need to solve to get away. And Ethan Must Die is essentially another survival game where you've got to (laughs) survive. That's pretty much it. There's not a whole lot going on with those. Um... I mean, the band footage kind of deals with like prior to Ethan getting there somewhat. So I guess kind of deals storyline wise, but it's one of those things where you don't really have to play it to get know what's going on. Uh, so band footage volume two kind of follows the same kind of deal. Uh, you get three different play styles. You get the DLC 21 daughters and Jack's 55th birthday. So 21 is another video game that after Lucas and Clancy characters from the other two are captured, they basically find themselves strapped down on a makeshift finger guillotine. And it's pretty much same deal. Escape, survive. It's it's the footage that you find during the main game or portions of it. Another one is Daughters, and Daughters Daughters is actually kind of Zoe's storyline. The plot for it, it takes place October 10th, 2014, which Zoe in the tapes describes as the last night spent with her real family. It's like all the stuff about what happened the night prior. And you go through that whole storyline. I am. There is a good and a bad ending to that. Jack's 55th birthday is another mini game where you actually play as Mia Winters. And the objective is to feed Jack with food and drink found all over the stage until he is satisfied. And it's it's that's basically all it is. You run around it, try to feed Jack. Um, it's pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. You should play it. If you haven't played it yet, it's pretty funny. So yeah, that's pretty much it for the band footage DLCs. I mean, we could go super in depth with it, but it, there's honestly not a whole lot of reason to go in depth with it. I mean, they're DLC that almost felt like it was buying time until they could release the last two DLCs. So, I mean, the, really the one that 
I would recommend playing the most other than the 55th birthday is if you want a little bit more backstory content, Daughters. And it, like I said, it goes off of pretty much what happened to Zoe to get her to the point where she's at. So other than that, I think it's time for us to jump to our mid break. <laughs> Well, here we are in the middle of the show. Ariel. Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> well, the first thing we have to do at the mid-break is, of course, thank our oh-so-lovely patrons like our VIP patron, William Jackson, and our all-access patrons, Chris Slate and Remington Cloutier. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all are awesome. And but- so are you listeners. Yes. So I checked the analytics today. Do you know we're at 60,000 downloads now? We have a lot of people who love us and we love you back. You guys are (laughs) fucking awesome. So in all seriousness, a super, super duper thank you to everyone. I, I cannot stress this enough. I know when you hear people on your favorite podcasts or your favorite, you know, shows or whatever, thanking all the support they get. You kind of you kind of feel like, ah, you know, that's a generic thanks. No, truly. Thank you. You know, without all the support and the love we get and the sharing and everything else, we wouldn't be here. Yeah, we wouldn't get to talk about Resident Evil. My favorite. And, you know, especially with all of our fans. I mean, think about it. All of our fans have been there for us through thick and thin. We've had some times where we've had to delay shows, you know, and it's not just this show. We do tons of other shows and we've had to delay them because of personal reasons. You know, we've, we are trying our best, but we're only people. And to know that we have our fans support through all of it is so fantastic. Well, yeah, especially when I was going through all of my mm-hmm. serious health issues, I definitely appreciated all of the warm wishes and everything mm-hmm. else. So from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for everything. You guys are fantastic. So with that heartfelt thank you, I have an announcement to make before we go any further. For a long time now, we've been promising to announce a winner for this Resident Evil Village giveaway. And we have a winner. We've gone through, we've we've called, we're calling it. I call. I said it last episode. We're gonna call it. The competition's over next episode, and we have a winner. And it's me. <laughs> it's not you. Oh. It's not Daniel either. Before he jumps on the mic. <laughs> you didn't even give him a chance. I to jump didn't. On the mic. I didn't. So, drum roll, please, Ariel. Our winner is none other than Manny Perez. Woo. Woo. So, Manny, check out your Twitter. I'm going to be sending you a message here shortly after we get done recording this episode. And you get to tell me what console you want your copy of RE Village to be on. Yes. And don't worry if you did not win this giveaway. We are going to do more giveaways in the future. So keep your ears open for those giveaways. And, you know, there's this thing coming out soon. Uh, Resident Evil 4 next year? Uh, yeah, I was thinking about doing my own little giveaway. Oh! Because, you know, 4 is my favorite. It is. So stay so, tuned for that. Yes. Around March of next year. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll probably do the giveaway closer to the end of the year. What do you think? I'll do it when I want to do it. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> So, with all that being said, Daniel, what do you have for us this mid-break? I didn't bring anything. You're a liar. Next. Bet it's bet it's news. Bet you read an article. No, I don't know how to read. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, in keeping with Resident Evil 7, there is a shirt on Redbubble. Oh. It's Resident Evil 7 classic t-shirt. Of course, it says, welcome to the family. Of course. Comes in a multitude of colors. The part of the W and part of the I and L are kind of an orangish color, while the rest is all white lettering. It runs 2549. Odd number. (laughs) There's those odd numbers again. And the even odder number is the delivery of what list on mine of seven dollars and forty three cents. 
<laughs> wow. Exactly. So you can get that on redbubble.com. And it's a Resident Evil 7 classic t-shirt. says, welcome to the family, son. Oh. I think if Pug's listening, I think we should have a t-shirt that says, that's an odd price. Yes, please. <laughs> please, Drunk Pug, make me a shirt that says that. Have the merchant on there. Price. Yeah, the merchant on it. That's an odd price. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, Ariel, you've been talking about it before. What do you have for us this mid-break? I read an article. Mm. Much like I always do. And I'm actually excited about this. Not that I haven't been excited about the articles beforehand. But this comes from IGN, and the title is Capcom Showcase June 2022. Everything announced, including Resident Evil Village Story DLC. So the Capcom Showcase has arrived and it's revealed a ton of new details for games previously announced. While there weren't any new game announcements, we did finally learn about the long-awaited Resident Evil Village Story DLC Shadows of Rose. And we saw a gameplay of RE4 Remake, and we were treated to new looks of Exoprimal and Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. And we found out we'll soon be able to play as Lady Dimitrescu in Resident Evil Village's Mercenaries mode. I'm so excited for this. Not yes. the Lady Dimitrescu stuff, the Mercenaries mode. <laughs> I just thought it was cool to play as uh, Lady D. I mean, if you can use her powers and abilities, it would be pretty cool. Uh, I will give that. <laughs> so I know we've already gone over the Resident Evil 4 remake. However, I do want to add the new game will have a major new addition to this updated version. And that's the ability for Leon Kennedy to move while aiming his gun. Finally. Yes. So that's all I wanted to cover on that. So let's get to the shadows of Rose. <sighs> the new story will follow Ethan Winter's daughter Rose and will serve as a sequel of sorts to the main campaign. Unlike the main game, Shadows of Rose will take place from a third-person perspective and will see Rose entering the consciousness of the Megamycite, a place where time and space are warped beyond recognition. And this will be released on October 28th, 2022 as part of the Winter's Expansion DLC. And on that October 28th release, you know what's going to release as well? Please tell me. Please. RE Reverse. Yes! Finally! It will officially launch this October. And I'm pretty excited about it. Let's hope that it actually does because I know they've promised in the past for release dates. But, you know... I'm thinking it's pretty solid. I think it will come out. And that is a wonderful birthday present for myself. Mm-hmm. Whose birthday is on the 25th. Yes. So a few days later, not only will I get the Shadows of Rose, but Reverse. True. I say this like they just did this for me, but. I feel like they it's did. It's just an added <laughs> little bonus that it's around my birthday. So that is what I'm covering on this article. Links are it will be in the show notes. You should check it out. Look at the trailers. It's definitely worth a watch. Mm-hmm. So uh, real quick, uh, before I talk about what I want to talk about, I want to do some theories between us with the Rose expansion. What do you think is going to allude to in this expansion? Hmm. This is my personal opinion. Okay. Her getting lost in the mindscape. I think what's going to happen is she's going to go temporarily insane. And I think that's where it will introduce nine. Okay. As you play as maybe some of the older characters, because they did say they did say that nine would close chat, close chapters on some certain characters. Yep. So, I'm thinking maybe she loses her mind in this mindscape. Okay. And nine, it'll go into nine, which is maybe our heroes coming back and trying to save Rose from that. 
Okay, that's an interesting theory. That's just my theory. I could oh, be yeah. completely wrong, but... I do like it, though. It is a pretty interesting theory. What do you got, Daniel? So, I'm thinking she potentially controls it. Okay. Like, going inside of it with the whole mm-hmm. thing. Maybe it, maybe either it controls her or she controls it. Mm. And so, then it's now got a, a vessel vessel to use... Kind of like the Evelyn scenario, yeah. except yep. for even worse, because how it's set up, I think I think it's going to be a controlling factor. Somebody's going to control it. I think it'll mm-hmm. be either her, and maybe she'll gain Evelyn-type powers from it. Okay. Okay, that's another good answer. So it, it could be, since it is DLC, it could just be, it could be the lead up to nine, but it could be where it's, as she becomes like an antagonist, maybe. Or like a, maybe it'll turn into like a what if scenario because we've seen a lot of like Ethan's dealt with like mm-hmm. the shit he is like it's like <laughs> yeah. oh hey this has happened yeah this is not that's not for you buddy <laughs> so I think he could just be very devastated by the time it's done okay yeah well he's you haven't played eight yet so I'm gonna leave it alone until we get to eight <laughs> um. Okay, so my theory here is it's kind of a junction between the two of you. I think at certain points she's going to go insane during this. It's going to be a mind complete block for her. I also think that we could have this go into like a good bad scenario kind of say thing where she controls it at the end or it controls her. Or it goes into kind of like what you were alluding to, where she gets lost, completely lost into the mindscape. And you have to have the other heroes come and save her. I just thought of something else, too. Mm. Going kind of on Daniel's thing with her getting Evelyn like powers. Mm -hmm. I honestly think she would surpass it. She would surpass it because she's born of two people with the mold virus and she's like the, you know, that's why we won't get into eight, but that's why things happen in eight and <laughs> I'm not going to get into it, but maybe we'll finally have our perfected B.O.W. You know what? True. Either good or bad. We might finally get our perfected B.O.W. Ooh, hairs on my arm are standing up. I'm ready for this. After all this time. <laughs> We finally get somebody that's perfected it. Speaking of perfection, I have merchandise. <laughs> I don't know how that lead led to it, but it, I felt like it was a perfect segue. I feel like that was just a <laughs> shut up, Ariel. Let me talk about my merch. Not true, but I do want to talk about this merch. So as everyone knows, this gets dropped on Thursday and Sunday this week is Father's Day. And if you got your lovely little daddy dearest that you love oh so much, who loves Resident Evil, I have the perfect daddy merch for you. You ready? On Etsy. From Nerd Burns Shop. Okay. I love that name, by the way. You can get a world's best dad mug with Ethan Winters on it. Because we all know Ethan Winters is the best daddy. I don't know. (laughs) That's debatable. Yeah, it's pretty debatable. You lost your kid. But anyway. (laughs) So on the Etsy shop, you can get this mug. And also, they also have a engraved glass you can get. One of those laser etched glasses. Um, But the mug itself that I'm talking about, you can get it in 11 ounce or 15 ounce. The 11 ounce is ready for these prices. $23.95. (laughs) And the 15th ounce is $25.95. Listen, just make it $26. Make it $24. Listen, listeners. The reason I always bring an article to the table is because I can't stand the prices. (laughs) That's why I always read an article. Oh, goodness. So this does feature Ethan Winters from RE8. But, you know. It's it's Dad's Day on Sunday, so I thought, why not bring some Daddy's Day merch? But that is it for the end of the mid-break. And when we jump to the end of the show, we're going to be talking list of characters, B.O.W.s, and of course, our unlockables. 
Well, here we are at the end of the episode. And it's time to talk about some characters and POWs. Sorry, I had to. I felt like it needed a musical number. Boo. <laughs> not your so, high point there. It's not my high point. So, Ariel, who do we have for characters in this? Uh, no one good. Oh, whatever. Just kidding. So, we have Ethan Winters, Mia Winters, Jack Baker. Marguerite Baker, Lucas Baker, Zoe Baker, Evelyn, Peter Walken, Clancy Jarvis, Andre Strickland, David Anderson, Alan Droney, Chris Redfield, Joe Baker, Veronica, Marquez, and that's all. It's quite a list of characters in this one. It is. I mean... (laughs) Some of them have to do with the DLCs. That's not mm-hmm. obviously in the game. Some of it's DLC, but there you go. Woo! We the list sounds kind of long in this one, but I'm sure the backstories and stuff are going to be really quick and easy. Famous last words. Oh boy, Daniel, let's get some BOWs in this. So compared to last game, I have nowhere near the amount. <laughs> Of BOWs. That was a ridiculous amount of BOWs last game. Yes, and even one of them in this is a variant, so most of them could be covered under one mm-hmm. BOW. So we have the blade molded, which this is the molded is the variant. We have the double blade molded, the fat molded, foomers, gators, headless fat molded. <laughs> I like this molded. <laughs> Insect hive, little crawler, mama mold. Main eating insects. I like how it's really vague. I would I would rather have a name for these insects. Just no, it's a man eating insect. Man eating insects. Man eating spiders. Oh, molded. That's the variant. And quick molded. So as to be expected, lots of mold. Yes. Probably all from mama mold. But. <laughs> <laughs> but what about daddy mold? Get out. No. Uh, That's all I have on BOWs for this episode. Ooh. So we'll go over those next episode. For now, though, we have to talk unlockables. So we have a few unlockables in this one. Uh, Nothing like we've had in the past, though. This. So Resident Evil 7 did a lot of things to change the whole dynamic of the Resident Evil series. One of them being the unlockables aren't as lengthy as before. So it's not really costumes and stuff we get unlocked as much as it is different gameplays, mechanics, and guns. And not very many guns, to be precise. So first unlockable we have is Madhouse, which is another play style. A lot more difficult. And you get this by beating the game first time. Super simple. The next unlockable we have is the Albert 01R, which is a game, uh, which is a gun. And again, you get that for beating the game first time. The next one is Circular Saw as a weapon. And this, you have to beat the game in under four hours to unlock. Yes. It seems easy, but I've tried it. It is stupidly difficult. <laughs> So this is a cordless circular saw? Yes. Yes. How do you charge the battery? Oh, shush. (laughs) So the next thing is Secrets of Defense, which is you beat the game in normal difficulty, which goes into the essence of defense, which you have to destroy all of the Mr. Everywhere statues throughout the game. The next unlockable, which is unlocked in the same way, is walking shoes. Which basically just allow you to go through the game faster. It, it makes Ethan walk faster or run faster. It's just speedier. <laughs> uh, the next unlockable is X-ray glasses, which are pretty cool. It's a pretty cool concept. It shows you items and stuff. It's pretty cool. Uh, but this was beat the game in under four hours again. Again, seems easy. Very difficult task. Dirty coin is the next unlockable. And this one is you have to beat the demo mode with this coin in your inventory. 
and it basically just acts as an extra coin to use to unlock weapons and things like that. The next is the supply box, which is a pre-order bonus, which gave you a bunch of like little unlockables and boostable items and things like that. And the last thing is infinite ammo. You have to beat the game in Madhouse in Madhouse difficulty. So all of these things are unlockables. However, comma, if you're like me and you don't want to work that hard for your unlockables, they also have a purchase all the unlockables on the Play Store and the Xbox Store and all the other stores that you can play this on. I know I I didn't want to work that hard for it, so I just bought them all. <laughs> and again, you know my feelings on this. I'm just saying. Uh, but yeah, that is it for the unlockables on RE7. So this really has nothing to do with anything, but... And I know we're going to cover it in, what, two more episodes. But I love the explanation of the mold in 8. Yes. I loved that because you don't get much in 7. No, it really does leave you a lot a lot to be... Desired? Des- no, wondered. It leaves a lot to the imagination when 7 came out. You're like, what does this have to do with anything to do with Resident Evil? Oh, yeah. Trust me when I give my ratings. I can <laughs> go on about that. <laughs> I will say 8 redeemed 7 in a way. It didn't redeem 7, but 8 was definitely a lot better of a game. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get there when we start talking about it. Until then, thank you all for listening. Tune in next week. Bye. Bye there. Thanks for joining us tonight on the Resident Evil Lurecast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, tell a friend. Leave a comment and a review. If you want to keep chatting with us about all things Resident Evil, you can find us on the Robots Radio Discord. You can also chat with us at RE Lurecast on Twitter. Till next time, stay safe out there. And remember, we might have something that might interest you, stranger.